Hello, and welcome to the Creative Table Podcast. This is a place where everyone has a seat at the table because we are all creatively made. My name is Stacy, and I am so glad you are listening today. I know this episode is very late. This week, I wrote on Instagram about giving grace to myself and hitting the pause button on racing to get an episode recorded simply to stay, quote, on track, so to speak. That meant that this episode was going to be late and that I needed to be okay with this. There has been so much happening in life this past month that I simply needed to show myself as much grace as I was showing others. Now that I'm back, I am ready to go. I hope that you are doing well and that your summer has been a good one. It is really hard to believe, but less than a week and a half ago, the schools here in the Old Pueblo began again. The telltale signs are still everywhere, from the frenzied and frazzled parents in the back-to-school aisle, trying to get all of the things that they didn't get before school started, to the blue shirts and khaki pants that will remain in the clothing departments for the rest of the year. Yes, moms and dads everywhere were ready for summer to end and school to begin again. After 18 months of school at home and virtually, a big sigh was heard around the city. Although coming from someone who only has a little in our house once a week or so, it does seem like summer, no, quite frankly, the whole year, has passed by very quickly. Maybe it's because this last year or 18 months has been such a dumpster fire. I know it seems like I start each episode or blog post with a confession, and today is no different. I have a confession to make. I need reminders for everything, and not just one reminder, lots of them. I have a physical planner. I use the calendar in my phone with the alarms. I make lists on notepads. We have a big dry erase calendar in our command center wall. And I utilize what I feel is most important of all. You find it in the office supply aisle. It's post-it notes. I already know of at least two people who think I have a problem in this area. And I'm okay with that. I already know at least two people who think that I have a problem in this area. And I'm okay with that. Let me tell you. If you are a female and haven't yet entered this special season of middle age that brings a season of personal rainstorms and brain fog, enjoy it. Your time will come. Add to that in my personal life the brain fog that comes from still navigating aspects of grief associated with PTSD, as well as long COVID, and you have all of the ingredients, not for a margarita, but for a mind mush cocktail. I kid you not. I can be thinking of something that I need to do, take three steps to go and do said task, and almost immediately forget what that said task was. The task that I was on my way to do, I forget. To make matters worse, I often forget what it is I was about to say, almost as soon as the thought comes into my head. No joke. This past week, I was talking to some friends and co-workers, and I tried to tell them something three different times in the span of five minutes. And it wasn't three different thoughts that I was trying to share. It was the same thought 
three different times I forgot. It's funny, but it's not. To be honest, I've gotten to the place that I must laugh just so I don't cry. So right about now, you might be asking yourself, what in the world post-it notes and list making have to do with anything creative or spiritual? Well, let's talk about another kind of reminder that we all need. Do you ever have something amazing to you, through you, or with you, and you think you will never forget the goodness of that experience? Especially if it is something that is a blessing that has come after a hard season. And yet the next time a hard circumstance or a hard season comes along, you worry and you fret and you wonder how things will ever be okay again. How could anything good come from this? We forget quickly the goodness bestowed on us if we don't set up reminders, spiritual post-it notes, as it were. I call them touchstones. Ancient biblical writings refer to them as Ebenezer's, a reference stone set up as a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness, like when Israel defeated the Philistines in 1 Samuel. You may have heard the line in the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. It says, Here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. Ebenezer translates to stone of help, or in present day terms, spiritual post-it note. As fallible, forgetful humans, we need reminders of the good places we are brought to after walking through those hard places spiritual post-it notes. Here's the thing though. Sometimes we forget simply because we are forgetful. And sometimes we forget because we choose to try to forget. Because we want to choose to run from the hard places and never look back. I know that there are circumstances that we each walk through that we would rather forget. But to actively choose to block them out is to actively choose not to see the good within the bad. Even the ancient Chinese philosophy of yin and yang recognizes the good in the bad and the bad in the good. However, we're looking at this from a God perspective, not a Chinese philosophy perspective. To walk away from lament or to choose to forget the mourning of a hard place is to choose not to see God's goodness even in the middle of the mess. It is like saying that everything that happens from a forest fire, a fire that takes homes and land and lives, is worthless and only horrible. That is one-sided forgetfulness. The bad stuff is not simply bad. It is both and. It is both awful gut-wrenching, and it holds goodness within the hard spaces. Think I'm wrong? Let's take a look at that forest fire, which right now we are actually staring at several of those burning in the western United States. A fire starts either by man or by natural causes, and it burns out of control. It consumes trees and plants, animals and buildings, and often human life. We look at the ashes and the treeless landscape 
and often we can't see goodness. However, after the fire, there's actually goodness of new life coming from the ground. It is in the heat of the fire that causes some of the seeds to pop open and come to life. And it is only through that heat that they can do so. In some cases, it is the hardships that allow humans to see the strength they have been given, the resilience that they have. And it is in those hard places that we are allowed to come alongside others and to help. Help that only comes amid those hard places. Now I will use a personal point of view in this as well. Did the death of our only child hold the worst of anything we could have ever imagined? Without a doubt it did. Could I see the goodness within the new grief? Nope, not at all. That said, deep within, I knew I could not run to forget the pain. I could not push it away. I had to stare it straight in the face. I remember vividly the moment that my husband called to tell me that PJ had died. I hung up the phone and I dropped to the ground and enter a place of deep lament. The groans that came out of me from deep within as I observed myself almost as if I was out of my own body. I couldn't run from those. I could not forget that pain even if I tried. And to be honest, I don't want to. You see, it is in the remembering of that pain that also allows me to remember the goodness of God, even in the worst of times. Remembering the pain allows me to remember the hope of knowing that God is over and in and under and around all things. Yes, We are broken humans in a broken world. And yes, God could stop all of the bad things from happening. We believe that because that's what our limited human thoughts tell us about him. If only he would stop these things from happening, all things would be good. Alas, the richness that comes from the fires of life would be missing and the roots of that life would only go so deep. And I don't know about you, but even when the pain is unbearable, I would rather that pain and the beauty of the lament than a life that is colorless and meaningless because there's been no pressure and no heat to bring about the pricelessness of the gem that is called a well-lived life. My hope lies in the grace and the sovereignty of God not in myself. Should I choose to forget the hard places simply because I want to avoid the pain, then I lose the privilege of watching God create a masterpiece from the ashes. I don't want to do that, and I encourage you not to either. It is a choice to remember not to forget. That is why I always want to make the point of setting up those spiritual post-its, those touchstones, those Ebenezers, so that I am reminded of the goodness that God brings us to after the fires and the floods. Once again, these are the rambling thoughts of my heart. I hope you got something out of this jumble of words. 
I'm currently working on the final episode of the Creative Tables first season. It is so crazy that we are getting ready to celebrate the one year mark of TCT, as well as start season two. I just finished up another amazing interview today, and I have more to come. Season two is going to be incredible. As I say in every episode, but it is so very true. I am so glad you are listening and reading and taking this journey with me. Your support and your sharing and your commenting means more to me than you could ever know. And until next time, go out and find a creative way to make someone smile.